Welcome to this week's podcast by Celebration Church Rarotonga. We believe this message will empower and equip you to live a life of breakthrough. Thanks for joining us. I want to talk today or this morning about not missing your moment, lifting your expectations, having high, positive, empowered expectations in Christ. Uh, I'm not talking about fanciful thinking or wishful thinking, magical thinking. In the morning, the four-year-old kid is having the vision or having the wish that he's going to see the pony outside the bedroom door in the morning. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about an aspect of spiritual realism for your life. There's a realities. There are faith realities for you. And I want to encourage us this morning to have great expectations, powerful expectations. Lift up your faith. Lift up your heads. Your redemption, the Word of God says, it draws nigh. And uh, God is doing amazing things in our nation. He's doing amazing things in our church here. And I would encourage us not to have low expectations. There's a peril and there's a danger in having low, basic, bottom line expectations. Uh, it, 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 it flaunts against or it wars against or contends against how God operates. The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. But he that comes to God must know that God is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently, consistently seek him. Faith is an access point. It opens up things in the realm of the Spirit. It opens up spiritual possibilities, and those manifest in tangible ways for our life. Let's talk about expectations this morning as we begin to read the Word of God here. Um, you see, you and I get what we expect. If you expect a bum or a low-life marriage or a stink marriage, you get what you expect. If you feel like and believe you're going to have financial difficulties in life and you're never going to break through, then you're going to get what you expect. You'll be surprised. The laws of life, there are natural laws, there are spiritual laws that work around the atmosphere of the earth. There are spiritual laws, there are spiritual principles, and what you expect is going to trigger life around your life. A lot of people complain and they have a boxed-in life, and but nothing seems to happen great for them, and they, uh, it consolidates their pain and their frustration and their disappointment, and they begin to cl- complain even more. And uh, But you know, God is attracted to faith. That's how He works. That's His zone. And God, whilst God comes down to the miry clay and gets us saved, He asks us to come up. That's the the difference. He asks us to come up into His zone and into His realm where He lives, where He thinks, the realms of faith. And then He asks us to speak and declare and proclaim the language of faith. You see, out of our mouth is an expression. It's a mirror of what is going on in our world. If we're negative or we're downcast, that's only, it's a telltale sign of what's happening on the inside. But when someone's able to say, no, this is great. No, we can do this. No, all things are possible for those who believe with God. It's an expression, it's an indication, it's an insight, or it's an exposure, if you like, of what is happening in our life. God wants to have a great expectation. When you and I have God expectations, the heavens begin to open up and it triggers the kingdom of God to work on our behalf on planet earth. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. You know, in Matthew 9, 29, it says, according to your faith, 
Let it be done for you. There are strong spiritual laws, as we know. Uh, You might be today living in a comfortable zone. Maybe it's a boring zone, or maybe it's a a zone of a ho-hum. Uh, Tuesday looks like Monday, Saturday looks like the Sunday, Friday looks like the Wednesday. It's like day in and day out. Maybe life is one layout of a routine. It's just the ordinary. It's just like the same as what it was yesterday and the expectations are low. I'm telling you the miracle is in the mundane. It is. It's quite a powerful principle in the Word of God where somebody is just doing the business. Somebody's just getting on with life. You know, some of us today, we don't like routines, do we? We don't like the consistency. We don't like the getting up in the morning. But sometimes we just have to do what we've been asked to do in God and continue to push through. The miracle is that you're about to collide with your destiny. The miracle is in the mundane. Sometimes we kind of like, we, we don't like the, you know, to get up or we don't like to, uh, to push through and we don't like consistency. We don't like the disciplines and the routines and that. But life works when we begin to discipline ourselves and begin to build. The Bible talks about step by step. It talks about line upon line or precept upon precept. There's a miracle happening for us. And I want us to get our faith high. You may be having a job that you hate. You don't like getting up in the morning. It's just you, you have aspirations for something more. But I tell you, I want to encourage you to be faithful on the small. Be faithful where you're at right now because there's a miracle that's prepared to happen, a miracle that God is going to rock our world if we continue on and push through. You know, what happens is this, is sometimes we continue to, you know, we go walk by faith, not by sight, but sometimes we begin to lay down our weaponry. We lay down our own self-encouragement. We lay down our expectations and we begin to lay our weaponry down and we wonder why there's a no-go zone. We begin to stop. The blessings begin to retard around our life and to stop around our life. What God wants us to do is continue to walk up to the holy mountain. He wants us to continue to break through. You know, I know this morning I'm speaking prophetically and a message a while ago I talked about dealing with the principality of belief. And that's just not a once-off message, a tickle on the back, an inspiring message for us. That's a lifestyle. It has to be a lifestyle of breaking past the confines of discouragement. It's every day getting up and praising His name. It's every day getting up and having a spirit of gratitude. It's every day and declaring the praises of God. It's just not when you feel like it or when you want to. No, it's when you don't want to and when you don't want to feel it. That's when you need it best. It's getting up in the morning and thanking God for your marriage thanking that you've got the best woman in the world sitting right next to you. Right now, you've got the best job in the world. You know how you got the best job in the world? How I know that? Because God has miraculously placed you right there. That's your promised land. That's the time where God is going to move in your life and forge some character and establish some things and break you through. The problem is, the problem is, is we try to, you know, we try to war with God sometimes and contend with God. But, you know, we've got to respect the processes. We've got to respect the process, the process of God hides people in His house. God begins to do a work in secret. And we think, man, I, I, I expect to be traveling around the nations of the earth. I expect to be a multi-millionaire by now. I expect to have five kids. I'm hardly, I haven't even got one kid. I can't bang one kid out. I'm telling you, hold your course. Be steadfast. Be faithful. 
Believe God because He's a miracle-working God. And there's a war on in your world right now to have you have a low expectation, to have you land in the down arms, to have you just stick in on the low life. But I'm telling you, we've got to, even in the mundane, even in the plain, even in the routine, get ready for God is going to move powerfully in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. That's who we serve. And I, this morning, I'm warring against minds. There are some minds that you just cannot believe. I'm telling you, don't let go of hope. Don't let go of your hope. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above that which we ask and imagine, according to the power and the potential that resides in us. The Holy Spirit does it with emphasis. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all. All is inclusive. All is it. If I said to you, take all of the bricks and put them outside. If you put 99 bricks outside and left one, then you didn't do all. So all is all inclusive. And the Holy Spirit anoints that word and He says, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can imagine. You can imagine great things. Well, God, God on your life can do a greater thing for you. You might be up against the wall right now financially. You might be in a a relationship bind. You may be tormented on the mind, having difficulties on the inside. Maybe the marriage, there's difficulties. I'm telling you, you've got to believe for God. You've got to give Him a fair go. He's able to do abundantly above that which we ask. And imagine according to the power of God that resides in us. Oh, come on, someone give the Lord a hand this morning. This is not hype. This is a reality. The problem is we're so used to living a low life. When God begins to come around our life in the power of His presence, that's when the heavens begin to open and we begin to live. Uh, We begin to believe for great things. Oh, let me tell you this. I'll prove it to you in Acts 3, 1 and 10. This is guy, 40 years of age, just over 40. The Bible says that he's laid down daily, speaks of routine, every day. He was crippled from his birth. The guy has never walked for 40 years, never known what it's like to walk, never known what it's like to run or sprint or hop in a race somewhere to chase someone or to be chased. Probably finds it difficult to climbing up trees as a kid. Everybody else could do this stuff, barring this guy who's now 40 years of age. Here's the story. It's told this way. Now Peter and John, the holy apostles with Christ, went up together to the temple of the hour of prayer. The ninth hour, verse two. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried when they had laid him daily, routine, the ordinary, every day at the gate, that's an important word for us, of the temple which was called beautiful, it's interesting, he's laid daily in this power of routine. There's a gate in front of him which speaks of access and it has the term beautiful. And he asked for money and from those who entered the temple, verse three, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask for money. Verse four, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting, expecting something expecting to receive something from them. Peter says, silver and gold, I have not, but such as I have unto thee. Rise in the name of Jesus Christ. Peter reaches down and grabs him by the hand and pulls him up and he was miraculously healed on the spot. 
The interesting thing is every day he was in the routine. He could have missed it. What happened is if he wasn't into consistency and and wasn't pushing through, he was doing what he could do. Every day they laid him. What happens if James or or Peter and and John had gone up a day and he wasn't there because he said, I couldn't be bothered going today. I can't be bothered. No, no, no. On that day, he had an expectation to receive something, the Bible says, and God did exceedingly, abundantly, above that which he asked and imagined according to the power of God. We're going to lift our expectations. The word gate is an interesting word because it speaks of opportunity. It speaks of access, doesn't it? Uh, it's like this. It, you know, he would have thought, well, everybody, it's happening to everybody else. But every day I watch others walk through the gate. But here I am stuck here asking for money. And I want to commend the guy, at least he was there. He was doing what he could do. And the interesting thing about a gate, it does, it speaks of opportunity. It speaks of access. And even if we have to crawl through a gate, when God presents a gate, a door for you, a window for you, charge through it. Don't wait. Don't hold back. Don't reconsider it. Don't rub up against other opportunities and say, well, how does it consider with this opportunity? When the Spirit of the Lord comes and He speaks to us, run through the gate, crawl through the gate. Sometimes in the mundane, it's exactly what God is going to do. He's going to present a gate for you. I like it like this way. If you have to catch a train or if you have to catch a plane to your destiny, hop on the plane. If you can't get on a plane, then get on a train. If you can't get on a train, then get on a car. If you can't get on a car towards your destiny, get on a bike. And if you can't find a bike, then start running towards it. And if you can't run towards it, at least walk towards it. And if you get shot on the way, at least fall in that direction. Come on now, we've got to lift our expectations. If our situation controls the way we think, We will always be subject to crisis. Make sure that a mishap, a catastrophe, a handicap, a situation does not determine and shape our expectations in life. Surpass it. Think beyond it. God is able to do. Ephesians 1.19, it says, Surpassing greatness, the greatness of His power the surpassing greatness of His power for us who believe. Actually, word the word surpassing means to excel, and it means to exceed. That's incredible. That means the excelling and exceeding greatness of His power. I want to say this morning, don't talk yourself out of it. Come on now. Don't talk yourself out of that opportunity. Life's got an interesting way of God bringing some great opportunities for us. Right there, there it is, right in front of you. Discern the tone of it. Discern the quality of it. Know that it's of God. There'll be giants, there will be Goliaths, there'll be adversary, difficulties, but jump. It's always going to have risk factor. It's always going to have an element of doubt. But what happens because we live in a land of plenty, we live in a land of opportunities around the world. What happens is we think, oh, I don't know about this. But you know why you missed a God opportunity and it went past you and you're shaking your head. Was that really of God? Yes, it was God and you missed the train. You missed that boat. Jump on it. It's always never going to be a perfect opportunity. But if it has the feel of God in it, jump, hop on the wagon, get there, go there, begin to do what God is asking you to do.
uh, blind Bartimaeus in Mark 10, 46, 52. Here's the story of a guy, true story, completely blind, a beggar. They said he was seated also. I don't know what it would be like to be blind and seated at the same time. But the government had given him a cloak. Did you know that? The Bible talks about a cloak. He's sitting there. He hears the commotion. He says, what's going on? And he begins to ask. And they said, shh, shh. In other words, stay where you are in your bondage. You can stay back there. Stay where you are. You don't have to climb out and yell out. And he begins to yell out. They said, well, it's actually Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David. He's coming this way. The crowds are coming with him. And he begins to yell out, son of David, have mercy upon me. And do you know what? The crowd said, shh, be quiet. And the Bible says he began to yell. In other words, he, in his routine of blindness and being stuck in what a, a conundrum, he decided to get out and go beyond. He risked it. He risked his shame and embarrassment. He's in a desperate situation. And he begins to cry out, son of God, have mercy upon me. And then the Bible says this, Jesus called him. Then all of a sudden, the crowd changed. They say, come on, the Messiah's calling you. Isn't it funny? Fickle crowd. But here's the key point. He throws off his cloak. He throws off the old. In those days, I found this out, that the cloak, the government used to issue cloaks to blind, disabled people, identifying who they were, but he decides to break off the routine. He decides to get rid of that old cloak and jump into the deep. He fronts up to Jesus. They brought him to Jesus. And Jesus asks him, he says, what do you want? Really interesting to a blind guy when he's on an older call. Oh, uh, you know, it's just, a, you know, what do you want? I would have thought they would say, let me just pray for you. What do you want? And he says, I want to see. And then Jesus said, so shall it be according to your faith. He had an expectation of the miracle work of Christ. Christ is just not a God, a good guy. He's just not the guy with the robe and the sandals that gets around our life and comforts us. He's more than a comforter. My goodness, God is a miracle power. He is miracles. He is power. That's where it orig originates from. Blind Bartimaeus. True story. It occurred in history. My goodness. And then uh, it says, don't miss your moment. Don't allow people to write you off. Don't bow down to the expectations of others. Don't live down to the low expectations of family members, relatives, and old high school friends that might have you. Live above it. Break the mold. Break the pattern. Get out there. Shun it. Get it off your back. Become. Become destiny. Become what God wants you to be. You have freedom to choose the expectations you have. Uh, in Mark eleven twenty four, 24, it says, whatsoever things you would desire when you pray, believe. Anticipation. It's expectancy. Whatsoever things you desire, what, what's happening in there? What are you desiring in God that you know that you feel that this is the right thing for you? It hasn't been materialized yet. There's no evidence. You can't see it, but you know it's a possibility. In John 5, 16, it says, do you, do you want to be made well? You can have it if you want it. The God desire. Lift up your expectations. Go beyond the low expectations. Do you remember the woman? She, uh, she, she had the uh, issue of blood, and she decided to break past society's norm. It was a bad thing. 
to have that and be in public like that. I think it was seven day out. She had to be, but no, no, she decided to hop in the crowd, making everybody else potentially unclean according to the law. But no, she pulled on his garment expecting to be healed. And yet, the Bible also says, look at the comparisons. Towards the future, we're going to have people in Luke 21, 26. Jesus tells us. He says, men's hearts failing them from fear. You ready? For the expectation of things that are going to come on the planet. So we now have a contrast between a woman that decided to break the fear of man and religious protocol and a big old yelling and a telling off. She sunk her pride. She sunk her shame and embarrassment. If only I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. Expectation versus a crew of people that are not in Christ, that are, that are in fear. And the Bible says their hearts shaken and, 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 and uh, failing them for fear at the expectation of something that is going to happen on the earth. Heart attacks. There's a comparison right there. Okay, number one, make your expectation exact. Make it exact. Make it specific. What do you want that I should do for you? Jesus says in Mark 10, 51. Don't be vague. Don't be fuzzy. I talk to people and they come up to an altar call and they say, oh, I say, what's your request? And they say, I just want prayer. What for? I don't know. I just, I'm not sure. I just know. I've had so many people ask that question. Okay. That moves against the principles of the word of God. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. It says you have not because you ask not. God doesn't work through generalities. He works through being specific. He doesn't want fuzzy and vague thinking. He wants you to come with a specific request before Him. God honors faith. When you come general, it's just like there's an attitude with that. When you come general, it's kind of like it's an ophayah. If God wants to bless me, He can bless me. If He does, it doesn't really matter. And I think, man, I, I feel like uh, my pastor side wants to pray for you because I love you, but there's another part of me that says you sit down there seriously you've got to come you've got to come with faith you've got to come with an expectation there are some conditions there are some conditions that are laid out in the principles of faith the principles of the word of God ask and you receive that your joy may be full oh come on now faith is a stipulation in the word of God what else we got here don't have a low expectation. Do you remember in 2 Kings 4, 8 and 16, Elisha? Remember, she was a giver, so that triggered the blessing. So the backup story is there's a woman that was giving. She supported this ministry, a prophet. The son, the spiritual son of Elijah, Elisha's on the scene now, and they built a little area for him and says to a servant, Gehazi said, you know, I want to bless this woman. She's been so kind to us. What can we do? And he said, well, I noticed they haven't got any kids. And he said, right. So he begins to say, right. He says to her this, my goodness. In 2 Kings 14 there, uh, 4, 15 to 16, he says to the woman, he said, who was a woman of God, he said, next year at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. This time, next year, you're going to bear, you're going to have a son manifest. You'll be pregnant, and here it is, materialized. This is what she says. She says, no, my Lord, she cried. Oh, man of God, don't deceive me and get my hopes up like that. Another Bible says, oh, man of God, don't lie to me. As if to say, that's too good to be true. 
Maybe you're well right now. Someone prophesies over you the potential of what you could become or what could happen around your world. But because of background, because of lack of education or, or, or because of the, the, the peer group that you're in, you can't see yourself rising up above. You can't see yourself going beyond. I'm telling you it's time to open up our eyes. It's time to believe. You say, well, we're all held down here in an economy. It's kind of jolted. It's coming a little bit to a standstill. No, that's not how we think. That's not the miracles are in the land. I'm telling you, we don't, we don't run to the economy. Come on now, we don't run to it. It doesn't matter what happens around our world. We've got to believe God. I don't know what God you believe in, whether you believe in the same God or even reading the same Bible that I believe that we see, but you've got to get your faith. We've got to get our faith and believe. Believe God for miracles. Believe God for an outpouring. Believe God for revival. Believe God. And some people pray, they say, I'm keeping on knocking. I'm praying and nothing's happening. Keep on knocking and keep on praying. Come on, don't you give up. The Bible talks a lot about endurance and perseverance. Don't you ever give up. The Bible says, knock, ask, seek, you shall find. The door shall be open to you. It actually speaks of importunity. In other words, keeping on going, keeping on pushing through. Daniel 10 tells us to keep on going. Don't you give up. Don't give up on your kids. Don't give up on your marriage. Don't give up on the bank even. God will supersede the bank. He will cause you to have favor with the bank. Don't give up on the opportunities. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on yourself. It's time to rise. It's time to start to have great self-belief because God believes in us. We're in His image. Maybe you've mixed your life around with unbelief. It's time to break those chains. It really is. I talk to people and they are Christian people. I know they love the Lord, but what comes out of their mouth, I know they're not in faith. Just by virtue of what comes out of here, I know they're not operating in faith. Because you know what faith does? Faith brings gratitude. We know that God is able to. He's more than able to take the land. And we become incredibly appreciative about the small things of life. But sometimes we sit there in life and we get bitter and God, why don't you? And that, no, why don't you? He's done it all. 2000 and what? 20 years ago, finished, completed, kaping is done. Now it's up for us. It's up for us to lay hold of the Word of God. Don't allow somebody to be the benchmark for your life. Don't allow somebody's limitations to squash you down. It's time to break. And husbands and wives, husbands, it's time not to agree with your wife's negativity. I thought I'd chuck that out. Wives, it's not the time to go into agreement like a nice, nice lamb for the slaughter and come under your wife's negativity. Husbands, the same, vice versa. You can work that out. It's becoming confusing today. It's time to agree in the Word of God. Natasha and I prayed. We prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And we prayed and we declared God's Word and we saw the heavens of God open. Elisha prayed the prophetic word of a drought across the land. And then he says to Ahab, about this time you're gonna see rain. And he takes off and he says to the servant, I'm gonna pray, he gets on the ground, he kneels, he prays and he kneels. And he said, tell me what you see. He said, I see nothing. He gets back down here and prays again. So the word of the Lord had taken place. Now he's praying it into existence. 
So I praise and praise. He said, what do you see? He said, guess what? He said, master, I see a cloud the size of a fist. And he said, great, encouragement, it's a sign from the Lord. Begins to pray, then there's a massive out, uh, outpouring of rain. Incredible. What's happening in your world right now? Are you believing Jesus? Are you believing God? Are you trusting Him? I said on the weekend, one of the reasons why we've got so many bondages around our life at times comes down to not trusting God, not trusting Him. God is to be trusted. God is faithful. He's dependable. He's reliable. Some of us are caught up in habit patterns, patterns that need to be broken. We're in the routine, but it's time to rejoice in the routine. We're in the ordinary. We're in the same old, same old. It's time to rejoice. Some of us, routine can bring forth frustration because we think, I want to be doing this. It's still time to rejoice because maybe, just maybe you rejoicing unlocks the door for your next level. God has a funny way of blessing His people. I remember many years ago, I was shoved in this job. It was a landscaping job for a company, and that was a miracle how that all worked out. And uh, I'm in this job, and, and I kind of like, I hated the job because I wanted to be in full-time ministry, you know, one of the big things. The Lord spoke to me a really clear word, a real clear word. He said, until such times as you love this job, I'm never going to take you anywhere. <sighs> wow, that's a, that was a true word. You know what? I fell in love with that job. I got there earlier than everybody else. I arrived there late. I forgot about ministry. I just enjoyed gravel. <laughs> I enjoyed pieces of wood and plugging holes in and putting grass down and instant lawn and, and baking holes and hanging out with the guys. I just love that job. I forgot about ministry. Three and a half later, months, get a knock on my door. We've got an opportunity that's too good for you to let go of. We believe God's in it. I said, let me be the judge. Let me just try that. I prefer the holes. I prefer the gravel, you know. I've fallen in love with this place. Let me. But no, no, no. You know what happened? I fell in love. I thought, yeah, this is it. God had taught me a lesson to love. Respect the processes. Love the processes. We might be in a difficult time, but hey, man, we're a blessed people. You go over the other side of the world, we've got children begging for bread. Children that are terrible things that are happening to them. I mean, terrible things, unspeakable things. Yet we live held up in a great country. But it's time God can prosper you right here, right now. He can release innovation, supernatural ideas for you right now. That, you know, had you not been in this tight situation, you would have never taken the time to think up and dream up in God. You just continue to go. Give the Lord a hand. I'll just finish off now. This is what we do, the practical steps. Find your fresh fellowship with Jesus. Find that relationship. I was in this morning and I was praying and I was crying this morning. I listened to some music and I uh, thought, man, I need to be at church soon. And, but I was just listening to stuff and I thought, man, it's every day finding that place, like a love, romantic relationship, passionate relationship with Jesus. Find that place. Find that place. I'll tell you, keep you young on the inside. Find it. It'll keep the crab apple spirit away from you. It'll keep the gnarly, the reactionary thing. It'll soften you on the inside. It'll strengthen you. It'll cause you to be robust. It'll cause you to love again. It'll cause you to have compassion for your husband. It'll cause you to have compassion for your wife. You'll look at her with different eyes. Let's move right on. 
Number two, change your frame of thinking. Resolve the issues. Get rid of the baggage. Get rid of the baggage. Let it go. Let it go. Let them go. Go. Be gone. Get away. You are past. I've done the U-turn. This is destiny. Don't go back. Don't allow the devil to put it in front of your feet again. Oh, yeah, I must talk about that. No, 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 forget it. Leave it alone. Leave the past. The failures, the fears of failures, the fears of rejection. You're a new person. You know the good news is we're a new creation. Old things have been passed away. Behold, all things are new. Grab the image, the mantle, the new cloak that God has for you and start to refigure your uh, thinking according to the Word of God. Okay, third one here. Set clear, specific goals. Be clear. Clear in your mind. What are you on about? Where are you going? What are your objectives? What are your goals? Don't be fuzzy. Don't be vague. Don't sort of... Uh, cruise around life and sort of, you know, hit and miss. It might be this way, it might be that way. No, 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 head towards destiny. Make a real plan, a clear plan for you and your business, for you and your wife, you and your family. Join together, agree together. And then the next one is get rid of the dross. Eliminate time, elimination time. It's time to get rid of uh, stuff, things in our household, things in our bedroom. Get rid of some of those old clothes. Give them away or burn them. Get rid of some of those boring old books, that stuff that's just, that's just a distraction on your life. It's time to go lightweight, I believe. Mate, we've got distance to go. Don't, hand, don't have that bondage. Don't have that stuff. Eliminate what you need to focus on. What is your focus? The final thing here is this. We're going to change our mentality. We should be the most positive people on this entire island because we have the biggest solution. We have the solution. And so within us, yeah, that's right. Let's give the Lord a hand. I tell you what, we can dream the biggest dreams because we have the biggest provider, God. Declare, expect, praise with expectation. Give with expectation. Love with expectation. Sow with expectation. It's time to lift up our voices. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand this morning. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to subscribe and leave a review. We'd also love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Celebration Raro or visit our website celebration.otonga.com. Until next time.